0: It's called judgment free awareness, meaning I'm not here to judge you at all. My only goal is to help you be as successful as you possibly can be. And if that means that I'm going to shatter some of your illusions, so be it.
1: Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really thrilled to be joined by Henry Das, who has built himself as a business and finance coach and author, but he's so much more than that. Those words don't even come close to describing all the things that he does. He's coined the term CASA, Coach Approach Strategic Advisor, to describe what he does for you. But I think probably the best thing to do is to let him talk about it a little bit. Henry, thanks so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: So I think maybe for our listeners, you should start with a quick overview of what it is you really provide to people because coaches and and advisors do so many different things.
0: Okay. Yeah. Coaches are a dime a dozen, as I like to say. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way, but there's just not a lot of barriers to entry for folks to get into the coaching game. So I'll back up a little bit just to give your your listeners a a, um, tiny bit of backstory. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. I started my first business 30 years ago. I've had about a half a dozen different businesses, good, bad, not so good, uh, kind of a mixed bag. Um, About eight eight or nine years ago, I started coaching full time. I started by coaching uh, entrepreneurs, people who were kind of where I was, you know, 30 years ago. Trying to level up their businesses, and and then I wrote a book recently about uh, personal finance, and and um, I coach uh, I coach in both disciplines.
1: Okay, so you've got a lot of experience, you've got a lot of uh, uh, knowledge to share with people. Obviously, um, I know that for my listeners, there's a lot of different people there a lot of different stages out there. They're going through their journey at their own speed. Um, I try to give them all a little bit of something through the through the course of an episode. And I guess sometimes it's easier to pick a specific stage to work with instead of just kind of generic tidbits of knowledge. Um, sure. Is it, is it correct to say that you help people who are ready to change their current situation?
0: I mean that's that's part of it. I'd say if there's a sweet spot uh, for me, it's it's really folks who want to take their business to the next level, whatever that level may be. So, I occasionally work with startups, but not really you know, for a couple of reasons. One, because they don't have any money, you know, <laughs> unless they're funded, and I do charge for my services. Um, but also because there's there may not necessarily. Be enough to work with. They may not have achieved critical mass. So most of the folks that I work with are established for a couple of years. They're usually at the million dollar plus point as far as top line revenue. Although I've worked with a lot of folks who are who are still in the hundred thousand area. I mean, only about four percent of all businesses ever achieve a million dollars in a year. So it is somewhat rarefied air. Um, so I refer to that as kind of stage one, stage zero being a startup, stage one being that leveling up period where you're trying to get to the, to the next uh, break point. And then beyond that or, or might be the, you know, 10 to whatever billion dollar, trillion dollar businesses, which is a different ballgame.
1: Okay, so if someone was coming to you and their business is going along fairly well, they think it's going fairly well right now, but they're looking for something that's just going to step it up another level because they're getting ready to retire they They don't want to be working forever at whatever it is they're doing, um even if it is you know their own their own business they don't want to be you know tied to that forever what do you what do you? Uh, do to help them focus on the right thing? How do you, how do you get them going down the right path to whatever will help? I don't know if that makes sense.
0: No, it's a great question. Um, Although it's interesting the way you, the way you pose that is, you know, things are going fairly well. That's not usually why people go to see a coach, right? It's the same reason most people go to the doctor is because something really hurts, Uh, So that is a, the predominant driver is usually that there's something problematic going on in the business. But let's say that, let's say everything was, you know, kind of working and they want to, they want to make a transition. I'm a big believer in creating a plan, right? You build a plan. So what's your current plan? We would probably spend a, uh, a certain amount of time at the beginning of our coaching relationship, figuring out your existing patterns, how you've been working, how you kind of got to where you are right now. And then we talk about it by looking forwards, you know, pointing our lens, maybe two, three, five, whatever the, the, whatever the, the client can grasp as far as the future goes and say, what's, uh, what's the end point? And then we'll work with that end in mind. So if you're 55 and you've got a $2 million business with a bunch of employees and this and that, and you're saying to yourself, I don't want to die with my boots on. I want to do something else or I want to play golf or whatever the case may be. Then we have to build a strategy that's going to get you to wherever it is you want to go. And then we're going to have to employ tactics, right? The the strat. And again, nothing's etched in concrete, uh, but you need a framework firm believer in that.
1: Okay. So, so if someone comes to you and just says, Hey, I, I don't know what I want to do. You're probably not (laughs) going to, uh, Be doing something with
0: him. I'll help you figure out what it is. That's not uncommon for people to come and say, hey, uh, I know what I know. I don't know what I don't know. You know, I'm I'm clueless. It's astonishing sometimes because you look at people and you say, well, you've built up a really successful business over the last 15 years, and yet you're coming to me and the first words out of your mouth are, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) <laughs> right, I've talked to people about imposter syndrome and all sorts of stuff. Oh, it was just dumb luck. It's like, I don't think so, right? I've seen done, dumb luck. Winning the lottery is dumb luck, right? right? Um, no, something had to go into this being a success. So my job is to figure that out, work with you, pull that out and look at the skills that you bring to the table and then you know build a strategy. It, it's not, I don't want to say, I don't want to, you know belittle it and say that it's easy it's not easy but it's also not rocket science uh, either most people have it in them what they need from the coach is uh, for them to bring it out
1: right and That's some of really them don't the have
0: essence of what it is that i do
1: okay and some people really have no idea what it is that needs to be brought
0: out They don't. No, that's what would would drive them. What they do know is that something isn't quite clicking. Something's not working. They're working too hard, too many hours. They're spinning plates, as they like to say. They're just running from one crisis to another crisis. One of the things that I preach to people is to obsolete yourself in your business. The old Michael Gerber Uh, don't work in your business, work on your business. And interestingly, my wife was on a a, a webinar the other day where they had Michael Gerber as a guest. He's 84 years old, still out there talking to people. I'm like, dude, I quote you all the time. It's like, yeah. (laughs) I like
1: that. And it's something that a lot of people forget when they get involved in their business because they are working in it. It just becomes natural kind of to get all involved in it and and it's hard to step back
0: yeah you have you have blinders on so part of what i talk about uh, as, as a coach is is either taking those blinders off for people who are a little too tunnel vision or perhaps putting blinders on for someone who's all over the place and i've i've had clients like that too who are just running around and they're you know there's there's a the visionary role it's like from uh rocket fuel gina wickham talks about the visionary and the integrator right the visionary is the blue sky person but can't get out of their own way to get stuff done right and the integrator has got their head down but then loses sight of the big picture right so trying to balance those things because most entrepreneurs i would say are a little bit of both yeah so one of
1: the things that uh, you mentioned in your little uh um, she answering answering my questions was something about um, retirepreneurs. I had another guest a while ago that talked about encorepreneurs. They're people who build up something something new, some new business in kind of the third part of their life. What uh, what is a retirepreneur to you?
0: A, re, uh, a retirepreneur from from my viewpoint is someone who may have never been an entrepreneur before, but retired, right, got a pension. I know there are still a few dinosaurs out there who still get um, pensions. Um, One of my friends retired from a a big multinational company after 45 years, and he got a very nice pension. And I asked him if he wanted to become a retirepreneur, and he said, hell no. No, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I want to take cooking classes, travel, and do all of that stuff. So he was... He was done with it. He lived, went lived through corp, corporate America. But what happens is uh, people retire and it turns out to be not quite what it was cracked up to be. I mean, there's, I'm a golfer. I will tell you, I'm a very, actually a, probably these days, like a nine handicap. So I'm a good, good golfer, wow. but I couldn't imagine golfing like every day it becomes a job, right? Yep. After a while, it's like, no, this yep. is supposed to be a leisure time activity, you know? We, we say, you know, you, you go home and you, tr- you, you retire, you go home and you trip over the vacuum cleaner, right? I don't know how many spouses out there have said, dude, you got to find something to do because I can't have you around the house. I know it's horrible to say, especially yeah. while we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm sure a few people have gone through that. Um so they get the idea that says, uh, wow, you know what? The barriers to entry to starting a business today in many cases are, are scant, right? I said that in, about the coaching business. You could yeah. just, anybody tomorrow could put up a website on Wix or, or Squarespace and say, I'm a coach. The only right. thing I have to do is go get clients, right? Uh, I went through a year's worth of training and, and all of that stuff when I decided to be a coach, because that's just how I do things. I wanted to follow best practices, which is why I created this Coach Approach Strategic Advisor, because I realized that traditional coaching, business coaching, was leaving all my entrepreneurial experience on the table, or at least most of it. Um, if I were following the, the, the strict rules of coaching and got a certification, there were a lot of things that I couldn't do as a coach, like give people the answer. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Sometimes I just give people the answer.
1: Yeah. And coaches don't do that.
0: <laughs> coaches shrink, psychiatrists, you know, they're, yep. they're not trained to give you the answer. They're trained to draw the answer out of you. But right. why would I go through this arduous process if I could just give it to you?
1: Yep. yep. So with the uh, with the retirepreneurs, someone who had never really thought about being an entrepreneur, but now they're sitting there and they've got you know their next thirty years in front of them. They've got their nice little pension, perhaps, or you know uh-huh. maybe maybe they had a business and you know they sold off that business, whatever. They've got a little bit of money. You uh, you talk about or you spoke about not helping the startups most of the time, but is this a different situation? Is this a different case for you? Would you help someone figure out what their, what their, um, I don't know, dream business would be?
0: Yeah, it's a little different when you're talking about, say, a 25-year-old who wants to start up a business, doesn't have any seed capital, just really has an idea. Right. Uh, that's very different from someone who is say you know 55 and has capital right capital is usually the biggest impediment to getting started right where where are you going to get your seed money um i know a lot of entrepreneurs i've coached a few of them who gave away a big chunk of equity because they figured well if the business fails uh i don't have to pay anybody anything i'm dealing i'm talking to a client about it right now who's in a, a bit of a tussle where they offered uh, equity. And I said, you know, there's no replacement for cold, hard cash. Um, and equity gets really expensive when your business is a success. So there's a whole nother thing there. But if you're 55, and, I, and I've worked with a few people who would fall into the category of retirepreneurs, money is almost like the, the, the least of their worries, where for the 25 year old money is the most of their worries. Yeah. So that puts that out of the equation. The other, the other side of, of, of someone who's, a, you know, a, say a seasoned, maybe I'll call them a seasoned W-2 employee is they know a lot more about business in, in many cases than they give themselves credit, right? They'll say, oh, well, Henry, all I did was this little job within this business. Yeah, but you did it for 30 years and you, you kept your eyes and ears open. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having a conversation about entrepreneurship, <laughs> um, And so you are in a a very, very different, almost a blessed position. Um, But the truth may be that you don't know as much. uh, You don't know um, what you don't know about what you're doing any more than the 25 year old does. Right. right? You just have a lot more experience. uh, And hopefully um, you have a vision of where you want to go for the next, you know, 30 years till you're what, 85. And that's key. Got to know where you're going. Otherwise, you know, what's the old saying? Uh, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there.
1: <laughs> In our family, it's you can't get there from here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> same, yeah, <laughs> there's that. There's that, yeah. too. Mm-hmm.
1: So for someone who is um, at that same age, he's, you know, 55, 60 or she. And mm-hmm. they're getting ready to retire, but they didn't really plan on doing it. Um, especially in in uh the kind of situation where we are right now sometimes that you know it might be a little bit close to home for a few people where you find yourself retired um or out of your out of the workforce all of a sudden would you have any uh this would be kind of generic tidbits of advice for people that find themselves in that situation where, you know, they weren't planning for it. They, they thought they had another, you know, 10 or 15 years to go and suddenly they don't.
0: Yeah. That's a tough one. You know, if you're, if you're blindsided, uh, and it's one of the things I talked about in, in my, in my book, um, you know, the the greatest existential threat to you, to your financial uh, well-being is the loss of your primary income stream. So we've seen that here in the pandemic. I think the numbers are up to 38 million people. Okay. One, you know, it's seemingly in the blink of an eye, they went from being gainfully employed, no worries, to uh, collecting enhanced unemployment for the government, which will run out a certain period of time. I think what you're talking about is the guy who's maybe 58 years old and the company comes to him and says, you know what, we can, they don't say this, but we can hire somebody for who's 25 years younger for a fraction of your salary. Um, it may be time for you to seek other employment. So give right. them a year of, of severance and send them on their way. Yeah. That's, that's blindsided right there. Yeah. And yeah. as anybody who's, Who's been that age and tried to go out into the workforce? That's tough. I mean, that that's really really tough sledding, which I think is one of the reasons that retirepreneurship is really the fastest growing segment of entrepreneurship. I did a lot of research on it for my for my book, and it, it really is. The folks who are um, going through that, you know, that second act, really, or maybe it's the tenth act. Um, yep, <laughs> it's huge. Um, you have to define really what does, what is quote retirement? I'm making air quotes while I'm saying that. What is it? What does it really mean? Does it mean traveling, hanging out with the grandkids, living a nice, you know, chill existence? Um, how much worth do you put into, or how much of your self-worth is based on what you do for a living? Um, you know, I have a friend who's worth multiple millions of dollars and he got a, a, a buyout from his company when the company sold. And um, he's looking for a, a new avocation because he's like, dude, I'm too young to retire. Um, even though I've got an, plenty enough money to live the rest of my life, I got to have a reason to get up in the morning. Right. And that's really, really key to the whole you know, a uh, retirepreneurship is I need something that I can focus on making money. Yeah, that's great. But for some people, that's not even where the juice is. It's like, no, I, I, I got a big 401k and I'm good. Um, I got to feel some value in my life that I'm making a difference. And that's a key driver. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's pretty much the focus that I'm aiming at with, with the podcast is that you don't want to spend the next 30 years sitting on the sofa watching TV. That's, that's not a life.
0: You won't live 30 years. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll live 15 and then some sedentary disease will hit you. You have yeah. to stay active. You have to keep your brain plastic. You have to keep your body moving. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I think most people will realize that physiologically, if you've got a reason to get up in the morning and you're engaged and you're yeah. doing stuff, you're just going to be healthier in all aspects of your life. It's hard.
1: I, I know a lot of people who are working and have been working for 30 years or 35 years, they, you know, they just think, oh, I'm going to retire and it's going to be so wonderful without really thinking Past the three week or four week post retirement mark, where you know all of a sudden it isn't so wonderful anymore.
0: There's a there's a new a new normal, and the other thing you have to realize is that. Um, uh, being this kind of new newly minted free agent you're you're sort of a disruptor. <laughs> you know I've heard of I've heard stories of people retired and and all of a sudden they're disrupting their children's lives and their children's are children are starting to push back at them it's like mom yep. and dad I love you but I got so much on my plate here and the last thing I need to do is now be the person who entertains you now that you're retired yep right? that's it I have the for that right so really <laughs> Go get a job. Go figure something
1: out. Go Um, for a walk for a day or two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it might be. Exactly.
1: So, Henry, I saw on your website that you have a course on financial intelligence. Can you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So, um, I wrote this book that I mentioned. It's called FQ, Financial Intelligence. So, FQ is like IQ is... Is, is intellectual intelligence and EQ is emotional intelligence. So FQ is financial intelligence, right? I thought, oh, this is a work of genius. Of course, then I Googled it and said, oh yeah, other people have thought of this too, which is like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was originally going to entitle the book uh, Financial Intelligence for the Sandwich Generation. And then I pitched that title to my wife and she said, uh, I like the title, What's the Sandwich Generation? uh-oh so, Uh uh-oh. look out so uh but it really is that's really the sweet spot is the folks that are that are in that uh you know in that generation sandwiched yeah. between elderly grandparents and, and young and children kids. so yeah they got to save for college they got to save for their retirement they may have to save for their parents retirement i know quite a few people middle-aged folks like myself who are subsidizing their parents lifestyle yep. because they didn't put away enough money uh, they got to, they got to worry about healthcare. So they're really in the, in the, in the mix right there. Um, but I, so what I did was I actually wrote it as a course initially. I was at a conference in Bangkok. I was sitting at a table with a bunch of other coaches we were people were asking sort of like, what's your, your Jim Collins BHAG, you know, your big hairy audacious goal. And I said, I want to take my lifetime of experience uh, in and around money and put it together as a course. And the folks sort of said, hey, you know what? You're, you're not a young man. You should get on that. Um, and so I did. And I wrote it as a course and I tested it with people and I was just about to launch it. And when a few people uh, who were, were my testers and other folks uh, who had read it said, you know, this would make a really great book. So you should turn it into a book. And so that's what I did. And that, that took me like a year because creating a book was, I was a newbie. I had no idea what was involved with it. (laughs) I had no idea what a copy (laughs) editor was. Uh, I had no idea that you couldn't just lay the thing out in Microsoft Word. I mean, I have about 250 infographics uh, that I pulled down off the web. And then I had to go get permission to publish those. And I had them have them turned into vector files because they wouldn't print right. So it, it became this whole thing. Now I know how to do it. So I'm writing a new book now. And now I know how to do it. But that first time, just like starting your first business, everything was brand new. Everything I was learning for the first time. So getting back to the idea of the course. So the course is, so the book is great. And uh, in my opinion, what I mean is books are great. Um, I read a lot. My wife reads a lot. I get a lot out of them. But there's really no substitute for someone teaching you the material and getting really deep into it and helping you build a plan. So that's why I developed the course right? To hold your hand through the process and then be able to support you after the fact.
1: Great. And they can find it on your website. That's uh, dosknowledge.com.
0: They can go to www.dosknowledge.com. If they click up at the menu bar, there's a little, I, there's a little um, a choice that says FQ. And that's all about, uh, you know, my FQ program talks about what the deliverables are. It's a 20 week program. So it's, uh, it's pretty intense um, like I said I've, I've, uh, I've tested it with a whole bunch of people. I have a, a couple people doing it now. Um, it's very bespoke it's very custom. Uh, the whole idea is just like my coaching practice, which is one on one coaching is we're working one on one to figure out your your strategies, your money mindset and all those things and craft a plan and really teach you about everything money related that I think you need to know.
1: Wow. 20 weeks that's a that's a big commitment so someone is going to get not for the faint
0: of not for the faint of heart yeah i'll be the first one to tell you this is not for the 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 casual person who just oh let me dip my toe in this you know this is an all-in kind of exercise you want to level up your financial life uh yeah let's do that
1: is it something is it um on a schedule, it's it's 20 weeks, but can someone do it on their own time, or is it scheduled? You have to do it in that 20-week period.
0: We do it one module a week. I tell people, if you want to go faster, I'm happy to go faster, but I, I won't go slower. Uh, you'll you'll uh, you'll lose focus. So okay. you have to be committed. Now, it's all done remotely. It's all, yeah. it's all done online. It's all done in the comfort of your own home, and then we do uh you know an online session through zoom just like just like we're doing now yeah um same thing with my coaching practice i've coached people on every continent except antarctica apparently antarctica is has a dearth of entrepreneurs um, <laughs> just no so wi-fi do it all. yeah there's no <laughs> wi-fi exactly plus it goes it gets 70 below zero too so there's that um so, uh, yeah, so we, we will, you know, we'll schedule it around, uh, I have evening hours, morning hours, afternoon, so you can fit it in to your schedule. Right. But philosophically, I believe it's extremely important that you go through it, you know, on schedule. No different than if you were in a college semester, right? You, you, you start in August and you end in December, right? If right. A compressed time frame, there's a reason for that, right? Yep. Is because you need to be focused on it.
1: Yeah. If you could put it off, you will. That's just human nature. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. So okay. I guess maybe I'm a bit of a taskmaster, but I think you need that. Um, right. So
1: just as a, as a son of, final I son of a
0: school teacher. So. <laughs> okay. Some... <laughs>
1: As a, as a final kind of um, question, just to you, um, mm-hmm. if you could describe yourself to potential uh, clients, how would you describe yourself? If you if you were trying, if someone was trying to decide if they wanted to work with you,
0: you know, I describe myself as as a no BS kind of. New York sensibility, uh, straight shooter. I'm going to tell you what it is, right? In a nice way, um, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what the straight skinny is. If you are deluding yourself, I'm going to call that out. Uh, most important um, tenant for me is is really, I won't say radical honesty, but I'm going, to give you honest, I'm going to give you my honest thoughts on things. Now, the, the, the number one watch phrase out of the coaching uh, training that I did is called judgment-free awareness, meaning I'm not here to judge you at all. My only goal is to help you be as successful as you possibly can be. And if that means that I'm going to shatter some of your illusions, so be it just how it's gonna be. Otherwise, I'm really not doing my job. Right. Um, and that's that resonates with a lot of people. It also turns some people off. Folks are, are like, nope, not for me. It's like, hey, that's okay. My, my feeling is, life is short. I wanna work with people who wanna work with me, and vice versa, and that's it. There are seven and a half billion people on the planet. I, I like my odds. <laughs> there, there's definitely a tribe for me out there somewhere. Yeah. You know, for people who need someone with that particular profile. Right.
1: So it's not uh, not for people who want to stay uh delusioned. They they don't want to hold on to their little little idea of what's right in yeah.
0: the world. <laughs> they're, a, they yeah. they're living in their little personal thought bubble. If yeah. if um if that's what you want, you, you don't need me. You don't need any coach, right? Just just go along and and, and live your life that way. People ask me, what's the number one, um, you know, attribute you're looking from, uh, looking for uh, from potential clients. I say coachability. I want, just want you to be coachable. Yep. Right. We can define that any way you want, but I can't coach someone who's not coachable. The greatest coach on planet earth can't coach someone who's not coachable. So first you got to decide, am I open to the changes that are required because there are going to be changes big and small and some of them are going to hurt. They just are.
1: So someone needs to be ready to make a change before, before they're going to be uh, coming to you they anyway. To... They're not going to be looking for, looking for a coach if they're not ready for a change.
0: Well, well you know what? You'd be surprised because <clears throat> some people will, will waste your time sort of kicking the tires trying to figure out what's this whole coach thing about. It's like, uh, uh, dude, that's, that's not my job to, to um, explain to you the benefits of coaching. You have to figure that out on your own. Right. My job is to determine whether I'm the right coach for you. And for a lot of people, I'm not. I've had you know, hundreds of strategy sessions that didn't lead to a sale. We didn't right. click. As the millennials like to say, we're not a fit, right? <laughs> I'm okay, okay with that. Yeah, yeah it's okay. I don't, wanna, yeah. You know, I don't need the money so badly that I'm gonna work with someone who's not a fit. Why would I do that?
1: Yeah. Spend the, spend the whole coaching sessions uh, but, butting heads or, or worse, not talking at all.
0: Well, <laughs> we'll butt life. heads. I mean, I've butted heads with plenty of clients. And, and I will tell you that the, the prob- probably the best client uh, sessions that I've had over the years have been the ones where I've said maybe six words, right? I mean, it's their time. Sometimes the value of the coaching relationship is just providing that judgment-free opportunity for someone to unbear their soul, knowing that no one's, no one's going to think ill of them, right? Yep. Uh, generating that level of rapport and trust is key because if you can do that, you can do anything. You can solve any problem. You can climb any mountain. But if you ask yourself, how many people do I have in my life? That I have that kind of relationship with, you know. Probably you're not lucky many. If you can count them up, you can be lucky if you can count that on one hand. Yeah. Because right? everyone That's has it. implicit biases. Everyone has an agenda. Yeah. My agenda is for you to be successful, and then tell all your friends. That way, <laughs> I never have to spend a nickel on marketing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a pretty good agenda. I mean, it's there's so many people, and we've all got we've all got opinions on things. We've all got, as you say, biases, even if we don't know it. So, right. Great. Well, thank you, Henry. I really enjoyed chatting with you today. Um, Hope you have a wonderful day. And I will make sure that the link to your website is in the show notes so that people can find your financial intelligence course.
0: That's great. I I appreciate the time. If they, one other little tidbit, I, I basically give my book away for free. Um, so, if you go on my website and go on the FQ tab, somewhere in there is a link for you to download the book from Book Baby for free. Awesome. Um, yeah. I, I want people people ask me, why do you do that? Because I want people to read it. Yeah. I mean, the only one who makes money off of books is Jeff Bezos, and he already has enough money.
1: So. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, Henry. Thank you. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm your host, Jackie Doucette. If you liked what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show, and leave me a rating. It helps me move up in the ranks and reach more people. If you've got any questions or comments, drop by my website, www.beyondretirement.ca, and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening, and we'll chat again next week.